And tonight's study is, if I got it right, it's the 13th of uh, January, 2021. And tonight's study is study number 75 that we have listed as wisdom. And uh, let me turn back to the beginning to see when... uh, and we started the study, and then, oh, I didn't put the date on it at that point. Uh, 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 well, I I can't tell you the date there, but uh, we'll we'll open with a word of prayer, and then uh, I'll read you what I had written on page one. I can do that anyway. And then we'll we'll go from there. Bow with me. Heavenly Father, as we come this day, Lord, we thank you so much for the opportunity to be here. We thank you for the opportunity to open a portion of your word. And Lord, it's if Philippians three and uh for our study this day, and Lord we just thank you for all the things that you've allowed us to do and get done today and as we mend from our COVID deal and that we have uh, also grown in, in, uh, in our strength to feel like we uh, are going to be able to live and perform the way we were a few weeks ago. And uh, thank you for being able to get uh, better and get around and get back in to the swing of things. Bless us now as we open a portion of your word and that we look at it in, in, in terms of rightly dividing it. Thank you for all you do. And be with us this hour. In Christ's name we ask it. Amen. And I know I haven't read this in a while, so uh, I'll just take a minute and go over it again. And I, and when I started the study, I started it for the word wisdom. And so here's what I had written concerning the opening part of that. And I said, we see wisdom as a gift of God to know both heavenly and earthly truth generally. To advance what we have been given can be expanded either by God for the heavenly or by man himself to inquire of someone or a people who by their experience have obtained knowledge and learning of this earthly uh, understanding. Now, the, the merging of these gives us the opportunity to become wiser and to the principal ingredient here that uh, we're looking at, and it must be love or the agape love. And it is part of the divine essence of God which shows mankind to share and regard others above themselves. Man without the uh, indwelling Holy Spirit is not complete in thought or deed. And so I just ask myself the question, why? Because he oftenly relies upon the traits of the world without the teachings of Christ in mind. His directions sometimes are misguided as oftentimes uh, uh, man is also with this in mind I would bring into our wisdom study two English words and one of those words is sage and it's an adverb and it means wise and receptive based upon wisdom showing judgment uh, the noun is very wise from age or respected for wisdom 
and experience. And then Noah Webster wrote one that I found. And uh, I put here, it was my view as as to the way the Holy Spirit looks at this. And it is the word sagacity. And sagacity, according to Noah Webster, is showing to be wise in quality and quantity and judgment ingrained in knowledge of God and discretion, having penetrating intelligence to be used for self-learning and the ability to teach both earthly and spiritual direction to the human race without bias. Uh, learning is for teaching or good work. And all else, according to uh, Solomon, is vanity or labor, as man put it. And so that's what I had written to begin this study uh, 75 studies ago. That was, uh, according to Chip, that was on July the 10th, 2019. 2019. Yeah. Okay. So about a year and a half ago. All right. Yeah. Almost exactly a year and a half. That sounds about right. Okay. We're going to go back and we're going to look at Philippians 3 and we're going to start with verse 3. And I've already told you the study was number 75. And I'll just read you what 3 says. It says, For we are the circumcision which worship God in the Spirit and rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. And so uh, I've written it with my notes. And here they are. You can agree or disagree with them. But uh, it says, For we have had the cutting and are the true circumcision which worships. This worship is to serve an official service for hire or reward with reverence, respect, and honor. We're the circumcision of God in the spirit or the new nature, and we rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. And so that's where we go in verse 3 here. Then we get into the workman's interlinear and get into Jack's work. And coming down from the Koine Greek, it says this, We four are the circumcision, who, in Spirit of God, serve and boast in Christ Jesus, and not in flesh trust. Then you you come to today's rendering in the English, And it said, For we are the circumcision who have served God in spirit, and trust not in flesh, but boast in Christ Jesus. Now, let's look at at Jack's uh, rendering here as to the things of this verse. Though Paul is speaking to body member, he is also speaking to those who have been circumcised, because they were... Uh, some that were that had been circumcised whether they were Jew or Gentile and it says he reminds them that even their circumcision availeth nothing if it were not in the spirit of glorying in the Lord Jesus Christ as opposed to glorying in the flesh the body members exult yet Boast not of themselves, but of the Lord. And then there are several uh, points of Scripture here that we need to look at. That Brother Jack and Miss Mella is uh, left for us to look to see that goes with this. And we're going to go back and start in Leviticus 26. 
41, and that's on page 173 if you have a companion Bible. And if it's not, I can't tell you what page it'd be on, because this is the only one that I generally use. 173, Leviticus 26, 40, 41. And it says, If they shall confess their iniquity and the iniquity of their fathers with their trespass, which they trespass against me, and that also they have walked contrary unto me, in 41, and that I also have walked contrary unto them and have brought them into the land of their enemies. If then their uncircumcised hearts be humbled, and they and they then accept of the punishment of their iniquity, I will then I will remember my covenant with Jacob and also my covenant with Isaac and my covenant with Abraham, and I will remember and I will remember the land, of course. The land was their promised land that Abraham was given when he walked through. So that's Leviticus there. And then uh, we'll leave there and we'll go to Deuteronomy. And Deuteronomy 10, uh, 16, that's on page 253, if I can find it. Yep. I've kind of got my stuff down a little better than I used to. <laughs> uh, and so we're going to look at Deuteronomy 10, uh, 14 through 16. It said, Behold the heaven, and the heaven of heavens is the Lord's thy God, the earth also with all that therein is. Only the Lord hath a delight in thy fathers to love them. And he chose their seed after them, even you above all people, as it is this day. Circumcise therefore the foreskin of your heart, and be no more stiff-necked. So here we've got a little deal going about the circumcision of the heart. And when we started our wisdom study, our wisdom study told us early on that our wisdom, our mind, and our heart should be in tune with each other that the Holy Spirit may work in us the will of God through us. And that's the way that that was going to take place. Being directed by the Holy Spirit then we have this direction that our mind and heart ought to be going in that one way. And that is the will of God and through the faith of His Son, Jesus Christ, to do that. Okay, so let's let's continue on from Deuteronomy. Uh, let's go to uh, Deuteronomy 30. And uh, that's on page 279. We're going to look at verses 5 and 6 of Deuteronomy 30 uh, that Jack and Melga has listed. It said, And the Lord thy God will bring thee into a land which thy fathers possessed, and thou shalt possess it, and he will do thee good and multiply thee above thy fathers. And the Lord thy God will circumcise thine heart and the heart of the seed to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul that thou mayest live. So, yes, a lot of those people had the the circumcision of the flesh. But the Lord wanted the circumcision of the heart for the heart and the mind to be in order of each other, to be in the will of God together. 
that they may carry on that way. So you see, we're we're looking at these things as we go through, and we are beginning to understand what we're looking for here. And the next one is Ezekiel uh, 44, and that's on page 1031. So we're going to jump over uh, quite a few uh, books. Let's see, what did I say it was? Ezekiel 44, 1031, yeah. That ain't right. Oh, Jeremiah. Oh, okay. I mean, I'll go to Jeremiah 9 next. So I didn't, I didn't have them in order. Jeremiah 9. <clears throat> I thought I was in better shape than I really was, huh? <laughs> well, I'm getting my head kind of screwed back on straight anyway. Jeremiah 9. 22-25 says this, Speak thus, saith the Lord. And that's on page 1031. Speak thus, saith the Lord, even the carcasses of men shall fall as dung upon the open field and as the handful after the harvestman, and none shall gather them. Thus saith the Lord, Let not the wise man glory in his wisdom. Neither let the mighty man glory in his might. Let not the rich man glory in his riches. But let him that glorieth glory in this, and that he understandeth and knoweth me, that I am the Lord, which exercise love and kindness, judgment, righteousness in the earth. For in these things I delight, says the Lord. Behold, the day comes, saith the Lord, that I will punish all them, which are circumcised with the uncircumcised. So here uh, we've moved forward a little bit to Jeremiah. Now let's see if I can go back to get Ezekiel 44. That's 1170. Okay. Ezekiel 44. Well, as soon as I thought I had everything worked out, it started going the other way. Ezekiel 44. 42. 43, 44, okay, I didn't have a, 44, we're going to read 6 and 7. Ezekiel 44, 6 and 7, And thou shalt say to the rebellious, even to the house of Israel, thus saith the Lord God, All ye house of Israel, let it suffice you of all your abominations in that you have brought unto my sanctuary strangers, uncircumcised in heart, and uncircumcised in flesh, to be in my sanctuary, to pollute it, even my house, when you offered, when you offer my bread, the fat and the blood, and they have broken my covenant because of all your abominations. And you have not kept the charge of my holy things, but you have set keepers of my charge in my sanctuaries for yourselves. So that is Ezekiel 44, uh, 6 through 8. Now, let's go on to Acts. We'll move over to the book of Acts. And Acts 
looking for Acts 7, 51. Okay, Acts seven fifty one. It says Heaven is my throne, that's forty nine and we're looking at forty nine, fifty and fifty one. Heaven is my throne and earth is my footstool. What house will you build me, saith the Lord, or what is the place of my rest? Hath not my hand made all these things? Ye stiff-necked and uncircumcised in heart and ears, ye do always resist the Holy Ghost as your fathers did, so do ye. So he has a little to say to all of them. And then we're going to look at Revelations uh, 22.15. So... Let me get over here to Revelations. Twenty-two. Blessed are they that do His commandments that they may have right to the tree of life and may enter through the gates of the city. For without are dogs and sorcerers and whoremongers and murderers and idolaters and whoever loveth to make a lie. That's on page 1914. Fine time to tell you now, huh? <laughs> okay. Let's go back to First Corinthians. Uh, First Corinthians one. First Corinthians one thirty one. Okay. It says let's look from twenty nine through thirty one. That no flesh shall glory in his presence, but of him are we in Jesus Christ. Who of God is made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. That according as it is written, he that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. That's 1 Corinthians one thirty-one, page 1698. And then we got 2 Corinthians. And this is the last one in this uh, particular verse of Scripture. And we're going to look at Second Corinthians ten. Okay. Second Corinthians ten seventeen. And uh, that happens to be on page seventeen forty three. Second Corinthians ten. 17, yeah. It says, But he that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. For not he that commendeth himself is approved, but whom the Lord commendeth. So that was uh, the verse uh, for chapter 3, verse 3. Okay. Now, let me find Philippians again and we'll start in the next verse. So we're going to look, next verse is verse 4. And Paul says, Though I might also 
have confidence in the flesh. If any other man thinketh that he had whereof he might trust in the flesh, I more. So Paul is carrying on with this line of reckoning here that uh, and and of course this is the example of Paul that we're dealing with and we're going to be there end uh, <coughs> of the fourth chapter in verse 9 so this all has to do with Paul and Paul's uh, understanding of what he knows here and what he's been given though I might also have the confidence in the flesh. If any other man thinketh that he had whereof he might trust in the flesh, Paul says, I more. And so, in my notes, it says this, Though I might, having myself confidence, also have confidence in the flesh. If any other man thinks he might trust in the flesh, I more. And that, that is a full stop there in four. Uh, so when you have a full stop, you generally need to, to look and see, make sure what carries on beyond that. And certainly this is, uh, something that we'll look at. But in, in Jack's workman's interlinear in verse four, bringing it down from the Koine Greek. It says, Although I have trust, even in flesh, if any thinks other to trust in flesh, I more. And to bring it on down to the present day English, it says, Although even I have trust in flesh, if any other thinks to trust in flesh, Paul says, I'm more. And Paul here is making a point in this and in the following verses because there are seven things here, uh, and uh, I believe in five and six, that uh, is mentioned. And so... We're gonna, we're gonna look at some of these things. Paul is making a point in this and following verses. The Judaizers' religion was carnal and fleshly. There was no thing of spiritual nature involved. Yet Paul decided to make an earthly point with them. He had as much or more to brag about on the earth as any man. Certainly he had earthly attainments that they would or should respect. And we're going to look at four places here. We're going to look at Romans 8, 1 John 2, 1 Corinthians one twenty nine, and Galatians 4.13. So, in these verses, Paul is kind of laying out the groundwork for what he's going to say in 5.6. Seven and eight, and so let's let's look at Romans. Let's go back and look at Romans uh, Romans eight. Let me get back to Romans. We get there. Romans eight eight. <coughs> Seven and eight. It's on page sixteen seventy-seven. Romans eight. Well, I may have told you wrong there too. No, here it is. Romans 8, 7, and 8. Well, let's, uh, let's, let's read 5, 6, 7, and 8. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. 
But they that are after the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritual minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. But he goes on to say in verse 9, But we are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if so be that the Spirit of God dwell in you. So, that's a pretty good start there. So let's look at 1 John 2. Let me see if I can find 1 John. Let's see what page is it on. 1872. I'd already passed it. Page 1872, if you have a companion Bible, we're going to look at 1 John 2, 15, 16. And Jack says this in his interlinear. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life is not of the Father, but is is of the world. And the world passes away, and the lust thereof. But that he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. Good, good thoughts there. And then let's look at 1 Corinthians again. 1 Corinthians 1, 29. And uh, if we ever get done with the study, I'll have to buy me a new Bible. <laughs> I know where you pick one up. Yeah, okay. Ah. <laughs> uh, and it says here in 28, The base things of the world and the things which are despised, which are despised hath God chosen, yea, and the things which are not, to bring to naught the things that are, that no flesh should glory in his presence. But of him are we in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. And according as it is written, He that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. Okay, we got one more here in Galatians. <coughs> in Galatians 4, I think it says, yeah, Galatians 4, 13. And Paul says this, Brethren, I beseech you be as I am, in verse 12, for as ye are, ye have not injured me at all. Ye know that through infirmity of the flesh I preach the gospel unto you at the first. And my temptation, which was in my flesh, ye despise not, nor rejected. But ye received me as an angel of God, even... As Jesus Christ. So, therefore, is this is what Jack and Melda has laid out in verse four, that carries on through five, six, seven, and eight, maybe nine. And so let's let's. How's our time running? Uh, nine and seven. Okay, so we're going to look at verse five. And Paul says this, well, I better find it first. (laughs) 
to get ahead of yourself. Uh-oh. Uh, <clears throat> I've done lost. I've done lost my Philippians things. I'll have to look it back at here. We got. Okay, verse five. Paul says this. You know, he just said, "If any man, other man, think he hath whereof he might trust more in the flesh," Paul says, "I'm more than that." Okay. Think on this. Circumcise the eighth day of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of the Hebrews, as touching the law of Pharisee. So that's what he starts out with in verse 5. Circumcised in circumcision the eighth day. That's number one. Number two, he is of the stock or the blood of Israel. Paul has Abraham's blood running through his veins. Three, he was of the tribe of Benjamin. Benjamin was a well thought of tribe. And then four is Hebrew of the Hebrews. And five is there uh, according as touching the law. According to the law of Pharisee. And a Pharisee is 53.30 in the Strong's and it means a separatist, uh, an exclusive re- religious of the Jewish secretary. <coughs> and that was uh, what a Pharisee was. A Pharisee, in Paul's account, was uh, someone that knew the law. And it knew it well. And so, we've got three or four or five things here that we need to look at there in verse 5 according to that. But let's read what Jack says first. Okay, the Koine Greek. Circumcision, eighth day, out of the race of Israel of the tribe of Benjamin, Hebrew out of Hebrews, according according to law, a Pharisee. And we get down to more modern today's version. Eighth day circumcision out of the race of Israel, of tribe of Benjamin, Hebrew out of Hebrews, according to the law, he was a Pharisee. Jack says this, Paul was not about to leave any stone unturned. <coughs> if, if he was given something, or he got it by birth, or he got it by reason of belief, uh, he, he was, he was going to look at it. He ran the whole gamut of Jewish interest. His circumcision was not one of the engraftee but it was one born of Jewish parents. He was born an Israelite. He was not born of a mix of parents. His tribe was Benjamin, and it was well respected and produced the first king of Israel, which was Saul. Now, Saul might not have been Really the one that they needed, but that's the one that they chose, okay? And he spoke Hebrew. That This is Paul. He spoke Hebrew. He was not of those Jews who had a Greek parent and spoke another language or dialect. 
But Paul doubtless could speak other languages and dialects. But his chosen language and his native language was Hebrew. This struck a response, responsive chord in the hearts of some of those who prided in the purity of language and those who spoke it. He had studied the law and was indeed a Pharisee, which was no small achievement for the people of that day. If you had become, if you had become in that day a lawyer, and he was, I guess, considered to be a lawyer of lawyers by who he studied under, that, uh, that gave him some uh, ability to speak and to act with uh, some sort of uh, truth and and uh, speech that uh, was that equipped him to be chosen by God to carry on this study that we're in on these last seven epistles. Okay, so we've got a list of them too. And we can start back in Romans again. So let's just, let's just run back there and do, uh, and do them right quick. Romans 2.12. In 2.12 it says, For as many as have sinned without the law shall also perish without law. And as many as have sinned in the law shall be judged (coughs) by the law. Sounds like an attorney, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. For not all the hearers of the law are just before God, but the doers of the law shall be justified. And then it says in 14, and we might need to read this, For when the Gentiles which have not the law do by nature the things contained in the law, these having not the law are a law unto themselves. So Paul added that uh, to that situation there. Okay. We also want to go uh, to Romans 9. While we're here, and I know this is a lot of extra added uh, things that we're looking at, but yet it's important that we see the basis from which all these verses come. So, uh, Romans 9. says this and Paul makes a statement here he says who are the Israelites to whom pertaineth the adoption and the glory and the covenants and the giving of the law and the service of God and the promises whose are the fathers and of whom, as concerning the flesh, Christ came, who is over all, God blessed forever. Amen. Okay, we're not done. We're not done. Let's go to Romans 11. And we'll go to Romans 11, and we'll look at it. Uh, verse 1. That's on page 1683. I say then, and this is Paul's still writing, hath God cast away his people? God forbid. For I also am an Israelite of the seed of Abraham, of the tribe of Benjamin. God hath not cast away his people which he foreknew. What not? 
what ye not what the scripture saith of Elias how he maketh intercession to God against Israel saying Lord they have killed thy prophets and dig down thine altars and I am left alone and they seek my life but what saith the answer of God unto him I have reserved to myself seven thousand men who have not bowed their knee to the image of Baal so that's the three of the places in Romans. Now let's look at the book of John for a minute. We haven't been in we haven't been in John very much. And uh, so let's go back to John and look at John one forty seven. John 147 on page 1516. And I didn't read all this, but I'll read uh, Jesus said unto Nathanael coming to him and said of him, Behold an Israelite indeed in whom is no guile. And Nathanael said unto him, Whence knowest thou me? And Jesus answered and said unto him, Before that Philip called thee, when thou wast under the fig tree, I saw thee. So this goes back to the one of the scriptures I think that I believe this is part of it. It goes back to that that uh, Larry had with the, the three men in the trees. One under the tree, one up the tree, and one on the tree. <laughs> yep. And I, I don't forget, I don't forget that. Okay. Let's go back to Genesis 32, 28. So we're skipping around a little bit now. Genesis 32. I don't know that I've got this one marked. Okay. Open up page. <laughs> oh, you got a fold on the end of them there. Other ends where the folds at. I see them folding the other way. Yeah. Okay, Genesis <coughs> thirty-two twenty-eight. No, I need Genesis. Well, I'll go ahead and read it while I'm here. And he said, Thy name shall be called no more Jacob, but Israel. For as a prince that hath power with God and with men, and hath prevailed. But I don't think that was because <coughs> the page number is 1683. Let me look and see what 1683. Yeah, Sixteen eighty three, I'm getting here. 
32. Oh boy. My fingers ain't working yet. <laughs> Maybe it was Roman. step that one I need to look at Jose, uh, Judges 514 and that don't look right either <laughs> I might have went to sleep there somewhere along there. <laughs> Judges 5.14, Hosea 5.18. Let's go to Acts 21. I can find Acts, alright. We'll do the ones in Acts. I don't know what happened there. Acts 21.40. Acts 21.40 The last verse 21 Oh, it uh, thirty-nine and forty gives you the deal when there was an uproar in Acts and, a, and Paul got licensed to speak and he spoke in the Hebrew he said, But Paul says, I am a man which am a Jew of Tarsus, a city in Cilicia, a citizen of no mean city, and I beseech thee, suffer me to speak unto the people. And when he had given him license, I guess that was the centurion, Paul stood on the stairs and beckoned with a hand unto the people, and when there was made great silence, he spake unto them in the Hebrew tongue, saying, Man, brothers and fathers, hear my defense. So he spoke to them in the Hebrew tongue, and he said, The more he spoke to them, the more they kept silent. So that was part of the deal there with uh, with uh, the situation in Acts, where... Uh, and then in 22.2 says this, And when they heard that he spoke in the Hebrew tongue to them, they kept the more silence. And he said, I am verily a man which is a Jew born there. So, therefore, uh, that was the two places. And then 23.6 Chapter 23, verse 6 says this. But when Paul perceived that one part was Sadducee and the other Pharisee, he cried out in the council. This was where he was putting one part of these people against the other. The council. The council of 70 that Paul was before. Uh, and uh, they was questioning Paul. He said, when Paul perceived that the one part was Sadducee 
and the other part Pharisees, he cried out in the council, Men and brethren, I am a Pharisee, the son of a Pharisee, of the hope and resurrection of the dead. I am called into question. And when he had so said, there arose a dissension between the Pharisees and the Sadducees, and the multitude was divided. So, this is one way that a good lawyer can can divide a group because he knew to whom he was talking to and what they were uh, talking about. Okay, let's go to Galatians 1. And uh, I guess we used up all our time now. Uh, Galatians 1 14 Galatians 1 14 says this For you have heard of my conversation in times past in the Jews religion this is what we're talking about here how that beyond measure I persecuted the church of God and wasted it and profited in the Jews' religion above many of mine equals in mine own nation, being more exceedingly zealous of the traditions of the Father, of my Father. The traditions of my Father. And so, let's go back to Second Corinthians 11 for just a minute. And we'll pick that up and then we'll call it a day. Second Corinthians 11. <clears throat> verse 22. And it says, I speak as concerning reproach. As though we have been weak, howbeit wheresoever, wheresoever, any is bold, I speak foolishly, I am bold also. Are they Hebrews? So am I. Are they Israelites? So am I. Are they seed of Abraham? So am I. Are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool, I am more. In labors more abundant, in stripes above measure, in prisons more frequent, in deaths often of the Jews five times received by forty stripes, save one. Thrice was I beaten with rods, once was I stoned, thrice I suffered shipwreck, and night and day I've been in the deep. With a a list of stuff like that, I don't see anybody could say that they had been involved more than Paul had been involved <coughs> with this thing called the Christian movement. <coughs> I cannot, I, I, I cannot really believe that anybody could say that they had more, and I don't think Paul heard from anybody that said they had more. But uh, that was that was where we got to tonight. So we'll pick up with verse 6 next time and carry on with that because uh, Paul is telling you what he had concerning being who he was and what he had been called to do. And so we'll pick up with seven, eight, nine, six, seven, eight, nine, and we'll realize that what Paul had said about all these things which he had gotten from man was looked on as nothing but dumb, pile of dumb. He says, It's the Lord Jesus Christ. And what he has to offer, that's what's important. And so we'll, we'll pick up with that and go on that next time. So thank you for being with me.
I thought I had everything straightened out, but I guess I didn't have it in too good a shape. <laughs> Maybe I ought to go back and do it earlier in the morning so I'll be a little more awake. So thank you for uh, being with us and uh, thank you for the understanding and, and, and thank you for the reason that this was being said because uh, the Apostle Paul wanted to make it quite clear that it wasn't the things of this earth that he had received that benefited him greatly. It was that of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so we need to remember that and to understand that that was first and foremost in his life. After the, after the, the thing in the ninth chapter of the book of Acts, it was, it was the Lord Jesus Christ from then on. Yep. So thank you for being with us. God bless you.